Shut up. Shut, shut up. Sit down. Strap in. Hang on. You don't need your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle, is the Podcast. Battle Podcast. Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, John Durham. And I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray Ray? How's it going, man? Man, it's going great, dude. I'm dude, living large. Dude, this is Don't awesome. Don't take that any further than it needs to be. Okay? <laughs> oh, man. Well, once we go live, everybody everybody will know how large. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Most men are large, Ray. I mean, not all of us are built like 12-year-olds. Yeah. Hey. Don't man hate, up, will you? Don't hate eat, the, a, eat a burger and man up, will you? Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> ain't nothing to hate there, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, guess what, man? We brought Bobby back. Yeah, man. My brother Bobby's back into his house. I like Bobby. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> What's up, Bobby? Yeah, he... Bobby back. He brought yeah. him back. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get enough the first time. He should have should have ran when he had a chance. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I know that this, this next topic we're going to talk about is dear and dear to his heart. Oh, yeah? Well, before we hit it, let's thank everybody for tuning in, for listening up. All right. Let's, uh, I want to let everybody know that we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, Stitcher we're on Fritzy. Radio.com. Radio.com. That was the DJ boys. And if, for our listeners out there, I mean, it's pretty exciting, but uh, we just found out last episode, uh, we're worldwide. Worldwide, baby. Czech Republic. Czech Republic. I want to say hi to our friends in the Czech Republic. What up? What up? What up? What up, man? But anyways, guys, reach out to us. If you got any topics that you want us to touch on, anything you're struggling with, anything you uh, would like to hear us uh, speak about, hit us up. Uh, we're at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook and uh, just let us know. Let us know if you like the show. Let us know if you hate the show. We don't care. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I mean. We're, we're going to do it whether you like it or not. <laughs> I mean, But hey, let us know. You know, we're, we're men. We got broad shoulders. We can handle it. Yeah, we can handle it. No problem at all. It's like they say in our uh, businesses, in life, you have two things. You got broad shoulders and a rubber ass. <laughs> and that's the beauty about rubber. It bounces back. Hey, it's going to get chewed once in a while, so just get used to it. That's it. That's it. I just I just put two and two together here. Um, back a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about uh, your uh, putting hijacking uh, times when you were a kid. And uh, we just found out that Bobby was the... Uh, the uh, he was a thief. He was the thief. Yeah, pretty good one. <laughs> 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 he's since been reformed. I mean, I don't everybody think he's still a thief. I mean, he was good at it when he was young. I'll tell you, man, was not well rewarded. <laughs> no, he got was the caps. He got to lick the caps. Hey, you know what? You get paid for what you do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though because the pudding came in like a tin. Oh, that's how old that. That's how long ago it was. Oh, yeah, with, a, yeah. with a peel top, the metal yeah. peel top. Did you cut your tongue, man, looking at them, them tops? No, no, I was very careful. I want to get as much as I could. <laughs> and that was funny because, you know, he always wanted more. So I'd be like, oh, steal another one. <laughs> well, if I guess I can eat another one then. Yeah. <laughs> if you say it fair, I go, go ahead and tell mom. I'll tell you you had some too. Yeah. So so that whole that's that whole uh, you fly, I buy started back there when you was a kid with yeah. Bobby, huh? So if a Bobby was flying and buying, I was just eating. <laughs> I, got, I got upgraded though. Uh, later on, we... Uh, we ate a whole pack of 24 fudgicles. We went 50-50 uh, on that one. I want to put yeah, that out was there. We 50-50, oh so. <laughs> and then we blamed it on our older brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what happened was funny is because my older brother's really laid back. He talks like this, dude, you know, hey, you know, do your own thing. You know what I mean? 
and he hated he hated con uh, you know controversy or chaos or, or or any kind of you know loud yelling and screaming. So my mother would come in and like, oh, ain't all these fudgicles? And Bobby and I are like just sitting there going, oh no, right? <laughs> and, and she would just keep going and keep going. And finally, my brother. Barry, because he didn't want to hear it, he he could he confessed. He'd be like, "It was me, all right. I ate him." <laughs> and then Bobby and I are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Talk about succumbing to peer pressure. <laughs> it was like, "What the yeah. hell, <laughs> Barry ate all the damn fudgy <laughs> Mom, can you get some more yeah. Barry ate them all? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. We're sitting there with a Jello pudding pop smile. Mm. <laughs> you know, and my brother Barry's over there. My mother starts beating him. You know. Yeah. You eat all the damn fudge. <laughs> Bobby, I'm like, yeah, dude, what the hell? <laughs> sitting there, y'all sitting there with them fudgesicle pops, you yeah. know, rings around your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, we do that. We do if we waited them out, dude. It was just a matter of time. I'm off. Funny the things you learn when, yeah. like at, at a young age. It's like, dude, I taught him that. Was young. Just stay quiet. Barry's going to talk to it. Don't worry about it. Shut up. Uh, you know? Sounds pretty chaotic. Barry, yeah. the fall guy. <laughs> the fall guy, boy, yeah. Yeah, we we uh, and that's funny because the, the topic we have tonight is navigating in the chaos, and that's what we did as kids. We lived constantly in chaos. I mean, it was funny if you came to our house, it was loud. It was like you know, it's funny because well, my wife and I a few years back we went into this this uh, love and marriage class or whatever, and it was talking about you know like um, conflict resolution, right? How do you deal with conflict and how do you resolve it? And uh. I looked at her and I said, well, my upbringing, you know, what we did is it was a big explosion. Everybody scurried away for a little while. And then they came back. It was like, it never happened. Yep. Yep. And then something yep. else would happen. Big explosion. Everybody scurried away for a little bit. You come back. It was like, it never happened. Nothing, right. nothing ever got resolved. Right. You know I mean? Nothing ever got fixed. You just flipped out for about 15 minutes and then you went off and did your thing, came back and act like nothing ever happened. So it was very chaotic in our house. You know, it was funny because it was always noise. Right. I mean, it, it, it was it quiet, you know, makes makes me antsy because I grew up in an environment where it was always noisy. It's unsettling when it's quiet then. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would just, we'd beat the hell out of each other just for fun. I mean, I think I pra practice more arts of torture on my brother over here. Than probably the Navy SEALs. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jumping off the bureaus for the flying elbow. I mean, you're, uh, and you're a better man for it. Yeah. <laughs> Trust hang, me, I'll tell you. Hang me up in the figure four for about three or four hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we had this. Uh, it was funny when we were kids. We had this little gang. You know, when you're kids, you have these little gangs. You make up yourself, and we called ourselves the May You May Use. And we had, we had, we decided we were going to get my brother and all his little friends. They all wanted to be in a gang, so we put them to an initiation. Week, right? Yeah. I mean, uh -oh. wasn't a day. Yeah. It was like a week long yeah. initiation, and well, uh, they needed time to think up new tortures so, <laughs> for well, the initiation. What, what, what was some of them, dude? What was some of the? Uh, we had to do. Uh, there was a hundred pillow whack. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they, they shoved the uh, pillow deep into the uh, the the, uh, the case. The case, yeah. And you had to take a hundred whacks to the head. <laughs> hundred. So whap, 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 whap. Uh, another one, um, you you uh, lined us up. So it was like me, Buddy, and Shay. And uh, I don't know if there's another kid, but uh, then him, him, Sean, and whoever else that were the bigger kids in the gang, they had to, they get to come by and slap us as hard as they could in the face. <laughs> um, and you had to take it. You couldn't cry. Uh, we had the, uh, 
Did they bounce our heads off of the dryer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we had to do drills and do one arm tackles. You had to bring the guy down with one arm. Nice. Uh, oh, Troy, cousin Troy was in that one too. Oh yeah, cousin uh, Troy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he didn't and, make uh, it. <laughs> so I think the last day was a hundred pillow whack, and I yeah. think everybody fell out uh, yeah. on on that one. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby made it, man. So Bobby had a couple nicknames growing up, though. Oh yeah, he was either called Drac or Pretty Boy. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't know it by looking at him now because he's bald. <laughs> but when he was a kid, he had this feathered hair, and it was like he would take like hours combing his hair just perfect, you know. And he had this little widow's peak, so we call him Drac. Nice. But then his hair, because he used to take so long, he had one of them mullets, you know? Yeah. You know, business in the front, potty in the back. You uh-huh. know what I mean? That's what was up. So we, we changed it from Drac to pretty. Yeah. But yeah, we, 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 yeah, we had a lot of chaos in our house. We, 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 yeah. we were creative. I mean, we had to, we, we, we were broke. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, that's exactly. When you don't have anything, you know, you ain't, you ain't got Disney World up there. You ain't got nothing to do out there. Oh, yeah. You know, we talked about the last podcast. All you got to do is drink and make babies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, now Bobby's paying you back. Oh, yeah. Lemon-sensed herbal yeah. crusted. <laughs> you, you eat that turkey. <laughs> turkey, John. Eat it, John. Eat got, it. I think eat he does it, it on purpose sometimes. You know, like, I'll, Bob, you're going to make that fish chowder. Oh, yeah. He's going to make the fish chowder. And all of a sudden, he makes it his way. Yeah. Like, dude, this ain't fish chowder. That's what you get for bouncing my head off the dryer. You know what he says? It's better. It's better than the other stuff. It's better, dude. Deal with it. It is. <laughs> so it sounds very, very chaotic out there. Uh, where I grew up, it was much more laid back down south here, where, mm-hmm. where it's a whole nother pace. It's much more slower. Things are a lot chiller. Um, we used to play block hide and go seek. So we go run around, you know, the entire neighborhood hiding on people's roofs and up in trees and crap like that. So we didn't grow up in a very chaotic situation. But I do know from your first statement that, you know, you exploded, left, came back 15 minutes later, nothing ever got resolved. Well, we know that in all reality, that ain't the best way to handle things. No, you know, no, that doesn't teach you how to uh, deal with conflict. I can tell you that. Right. So the trick is, is we got to learn to navigate the chaos and get resolution. Yeah. And I know some people thrive on chaos. You know, when I was running the machine shops and stuff, I loved the pressure of a deadline. You know, that's what got me doing my best work, you know, during the pressure of that deadline. And then, like you said, when it wasn't noisy or whatever, you get that sense of uneasiness. Same thing when work would slow down and we didn't have that deadline, I would be anxious to, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next. It's actually more stressful. Right. Exactly. It was to me. So navigating chaos is not a bad thing. You know, it's it's not, it's not bad. You can thrive on it. You can do with it, but you've got to make sure you get that resolution, you know, during that chaos, you got to finish it all off. Well, it's funny because Bobby, we always rag on him because that's the story of his life. You know, like he's always telling me, yeah, you got to write a book. I'm like, dude, you need to write a book. (laughs) I mean, every time I call this guy, just, I love my brother, man, but I'll tell you, he can't do one project. One project turns into two projects, three projects, four projects, 15 projects, you know, he'll be working on one thing. And all of a sudden he looks out of his corner of his eye because he's got like an artistic mind. He can't help himself. Right. He'll look out of the corner of his mind like, huh? I wonder what's behind that wall. And he'll start ripping <laughs> holes in this freaking wall. I'm like, dude, what are you doing with painting in here, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, well, man, it's, it had to be done sometime. And he starts ripping, <laughs> ripping things apart. And I'm like, bro, I mean, we're trying to fix this thing, dude. We're trying to paint in here. But what are you doing? Or he'll, you know, next thing you know, he's, he's he, he just, every time I call him up, I laugh because it's like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm over here at Home Depot. Yeah, I think he's got stock in that company. Home Depot, Lowe's. Lowe's, yeah. yeah. 
Bobby Lowe over here is what we call him. Bobby Lowe. Because he's living at Lowe's. You and me both, brother. I'm yeah. a Home Depot addict. But it's like every time you call him, he's got something going on. Not just one thing, two things, three things, like 15 things. It's like, bro, one project at a time, man. You know what I mean? Get it done. He's yeah. trying to hang with our humanitarian award over yeah. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Bobby and I are brothers. Well, no. He is, That's he's a scary a, thought. He, Bobby's a type two. It's funny because he always has to have, he like pressure. Yeah. We I'm always a procrastinator. Yeah, it's a, yeah, he is. <laughs> if you wait to the last minute, it only right. takes a minute. <laughs> Well, that's him, dude. He's because it's like, dude, ah, his favorite line is, I got time. I got time. <laughs> Drive you frigging crazy. Like, you, you got to take the kid to the airport. He's like, I got time, guy. I got time. He's like, bro, we got to, let's, dude, it's good. And then he'll hit me up. See, I'm at the gate. It's all good. No problem. I'm like, dude, how do you live like that, man? He's like, Mr. I got time all the time. You almost got to be envious of that, too. I am. Because you and I are kind of, I'm very I'm strong. Right. I'm yeah. very high strung like that. Yeah, like and my I, wife, this guy. Jeez. <laughs> I like to know where I'm going, how I'm getting there, what, what I'm going to. This dude, man, he's a lot like, oh, he drives me nuts. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Don't I got worry. time. It's good. So I'll I, I have other things to worry about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other five projects he's working yeah, exactly. on. <laughs> he always makes sure he has other things to worry about. <laughs> no, even before I came out for the visit, I had my mowers down. Uh, uh, got the car picked up out of the yard and scrapped that car. I had to get, I get the pool up and running. <laughs> Me, meanwhile, I was scrambling the, the weekend before to get all the, the wood together for the to build the deck around the pool. So, yeah, there's I literally not to match your faucets on the outside of the house. Yeah, I had to replumb. I replumbed yeah. all the <laughs> car, so costs. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere you had to fit in that lemon sensed parmesan crusted <laughs> fried turkey. I, I also had to build a cup turner for my, yeah, for my sister. Oh, yeah, of course. See, see what I mean? The sparkly. It's cups. like, dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and what happens is, is he, like he'll have a week to do it, and he waits to the last day to do all of it. It's like he goes, that's how he operates. I got time. I got it done. Right. I'm really kind of jealous. Me too. Well. Envious, I think, yeah. Yeah. Because he's got that carefree attitude. It always ends up working out for him, too. And that's what really pisses me off. <laughs> always works out for him. I'm like, son of that's That's the truth of it right there. That's what pisses you off is that it always works out for it him. It does. He's like, he sits back and chills and then bam, 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 got it done. But we, we joke about it. Um, but that was our life. Our life was very chaotic growing up. And I, I thought about this as we were sitting down thinking about things to talk about. Um. There are a lot of people, a lot of guys out there that they navigate in the chaos and they don't know how to do anything outside of that. Like I was thinking about this uh, and how it affects you relationally. You know, my first girlfriend, I dated her for like five years, very turbulent relationship. We fought and argued with hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold, like fire and ice, you know, and then we turned into fire and gasoline and things just burned up. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. But after we split up and I moved on from that, I would get in relationships with other women and I was like always waiting for the ball to drop, always waiting for something to happen. And because there was no fighting and arguing, I couldn't deal with that. It was, right. it was like, I would end up breaking up with them. That, figuring something was wrong. Right. Yeah. Because you're waiting for this thing, this, 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 this so-called chaos to show up and it doesn't show up. And you're like, I'm not comfortable here. I don't know how to deal with that. You know, like something's not right. Something's not right here. And it affected me for a lot of years. Not just, I mean, just relationships in general. I mean, when you go up in an environment where there are explosions and then, you know, the aftermath of that explosion, things 
scurry and then they come back. And then it's, you get used to navigating in that type of chaos in your life and you don't know how to respond when that's not going on. Yeah. And, and I see that in my brother. I mean, I always laugh because it's like, I'm, I'm actually on the other side of that. I think at this stage in my life where I, I don't like chaos and drama and all that. I kind of like to chill. But he's like smack dab in the middle of it, man. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's the difference. You've moved south, brother. That's Dad, what we do in the Come south. Come to Florida, man. Because see, I grew up in the south, right? So everything was always chill. So I, I actually got into a relationship where it was the opposite of yours, where she constantly wanted to fight, make up, fight, make up, fight, make up, fight, make up. And I'm like, this is just stupid. I'm not doing this crap, man. I was like, this is retarded. I'm out of here. I'm done. Not doing it no more. See you. And, and so I think that's the difference is the uh, social distance you're differencing. You know what I mean? Up north, things seem to be a little more fast paced, a little more go, 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 go. Where down south, everything's a lot slower, you know, where it's more laid back and chill. So there's not as much chaos where when I would experience chaos, I'd, I'd thrive on it. I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. Boom, 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 boom. But now I've left that job and I've gotten into inspections where there's no more chaos. If I show up and it ain't right, it ain't right. I walk away. I'm done. That's it. I don't have to worry about schedules. I don't have to worry about customers. I don't have to worry about deadlines. I don't have to worry about any of that. Just come in, do my job, gone. So the whole navigating chaos, I've done it and I've been there, but I prefer the, the more laid back way well, of I, Well, then I guess that segues in a good question to, to my, my brother here. I mean, what do you think it is that draws you to that? Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I think it's... Um, Maybe it's something about having having that pressure and having to perform and having to get something done, and then ultimately, you know, you you reap the reward of getting something done or something else happening. But because it's it's not just, it's work too. Like so, is it like a rush? You get yeah, a there's rush always there's always a rush. You got to yeah. get the the next job out. You got to get the next machine set up. You have to. It's always something. It's never a, really a day where nothing's going on, and it's just kind of like it goes back. It goes to the house too. Right. And it's not just like, so like our upbringing too. the, the other thing that was, it's different is, um, it was like open door policy. Like I might wake up and like his, his best friend would, might, would be in the kitchen, maybe washing dishes or something. It was that kind of a house, like neighborhood, like right. I could, I'd wake up and Ron or Sean would be in the house. Like the door was open or my cousin, Mike O'Brien's there. Right. Like, you don't, it was just, people were in and out all the time. No sense of uh, normalcy or or organization, just free will. Yeah, it wasn't like this is my space and this is you don't just come into my like it was just a free for all. Anybody, anytime could be around. And <laughs> the wife doesn't like that because I still have like I love having cookouts like spur of the moment. Like if you yeah. showed up with a bunch of meat and we called three, four, five other people and just have a cookout, right? No plan. Yep. It yeah, just that's, happens. That's the story of his life. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, we're and um, I don't know. I don't know where that come. Maybe it is from our upbringing. It's a there's a certain level of comfort. Yeah, in that. Um, and it's hard to. Uh, I think it's hard to see some of the negatives that come along with that. Although it's comfortable, right? Uh, when you've been doing it for so long, well, I think it's funny because I think we're on two different ends of the spectrum. Like. For instance, this is how different again we grew up in the same house, and if you we most people, him and I think a lot about the same about a lot of things. We have a lot of the same values, a lot of the same thought process, but we are so polar opposites in other areas. Like we had the party for my son last, 
Well, after the party, I'm running around cleaning everything up. My brother, he would have left it all sitting there. <laughs> yep. Well, and it wouldn't and it wouldn't have bothered him in the least. No, right. Get it, I'll get but, it tomorrow. But where for me, right. see that that's it, that's the thing about him and I where we're so polar opposite. Like, I can't do that. I can't relax if there's a mess. Till everything's done. I gotta get it all cleaned right. up. I gotta get out of the way and, and I gotta because I, I don't know if maybe if it's a um I don't know if it, maybe it's a control thing. I don't like to feel like out of control. Like I I like things to be I guess like Fritz was just saying a little bit, we like things structured. We're a lot of the same. So I like things that are structured. I like to know that this is here, this is there, this is for this purpose, this is that for that purpose. Whereas I envy that about him. It drives me crazy. I want to choke him out. Like he, he'll be like, yeah, I'll get it tomorrow, whatever. No biggie. And he'll walk around, he'll walk in, he'll walk away, go, go lay down and go to sleep. Wouldn't bother him the least. Whereas no. me, I got to clean up the mess. I don't, I don't like the mess. I can't handle the mess because that's, the mess is chaos for me. Uh, and I think it is, that's, Growing up, even in the same house, that's what I got out of that was this, this, the mess. I can't, I can't, I, I can't do that. That's chaotic. Well, that, you know and, I mean? that and you being in the military, Well, yeah. when you, when you went to the army, you didn't have a choice to have a mess. Everything had to be tucked in, put and, away. And maybe that's part up. of Probably it. You learn help. that, you know? Yeah. Well, what I want to point out here is the coolest part about this is that you guys have both, you know, gone in a good direction, gone in a great path and you're both completely different. So that's kind of what I wanted to point out to the guys out there is that it don't matter whether you're, hey, I got time or, hey, we got to get this done right now. You know, it's all the choices that you make to point you in the well, right direction. Well, what's important to you, and that's what I think my brother brings, the, the value that he brings to my life is he, even though it drives me crazy and he, I want to choke him out half the time, it also makes me think that he has a, a good idea of what's important to him. Right. Like cleaning up that that stuff is not important to him, where that's important to me. but. I can't relax where he can. So he's like, screw it. I'll just get it tomorrow. No big deal. Yeah, I'd rather, So for me, it's like, I want to continue out the night or whatever with the people whom are here because you don't, I and I really believe this. You never know uh, that, that last time you're going to see somebody or that good conversation or, or something may, may happen or maybe nothing happens. Right. But I'd rather spend my time uh, with everybody. Not that John wasn't spending time with people. Yes. It's just, right. So, uh, but I did see him doing that. I'm going, man, I'll just leave that till tomorrow. Right? <laughs> no, like, yeah. where, where it's funny because it's probably driving him crazy. Like, why the hell does my brother yeah, run around and doing that? Relax. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Chill, dude. Chill. People, people <laughs> in here time. now. Like, clean that up when nobody's here. Like right. when you're alone. For me, it's like, I can do that alone. Right. I can drop those easy ups and fold them up and, and put them away right. while people aren't here, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my mentality in, in those, in those situations. It's funny because, um, we are so much alike in other ways. <clears throat> like we have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of similarities between us. Like his wife would go, you are just like you. You guys are so much alike. Like our thought process, like the way we feel about our values, our core values, the things that are important to us as, as men, things like that, you know, family. But yet we just, we, we navigate through life differently. And I don't want to lose sight of this because there are guys out there right now that are just navigating in a chaos in a negative way. Right. They're so accustomed to live in a certain lifestyle and live in a certain way that that's normal for them. Right. And it's become comfortable and it's very dangerous. Because they're not getting anything accomplished or anything resolved. Well, and it's, it's sometimes it's, it's self-fulfilling. And, you know, we talk about it all the time here as men, like, when you become a father or you become a husband or even when you're in a relationship with somebody or just being a son or, or a friend, you know, the word that we get 
that's thrown at us constantly in our faith is selflessness. Right. And, you know, people get so caught up in themselves that, you know, even if they are in the midst of chaos, it's okay because it's self-serving and it's comfortable and it's, you know, they don't think about the impact that it has on the people that are around them. Yeah, we could say we grew up a certain way and then we can transcend that into the, into the homes of our homes and say, well, hey, I grew up that way. But does that make it right? You know? No. no. I mean, it doesn't make it right. I mean, we have to, we have to look at a step, take a step back and go, is this going to be conducive or, or fulfilling or, you know, have a good impact on my kids? Right. You know, I mean, or my spouse, you know, and finding that balance. I think that's what we talk about a lot on this show for men to try to figure out is you've got to find that balance in your life. You know, it's okay to, you know, like, for instance, like Bobby says, it's okay to have people come by and stuff, but if it becomes every day, all the time, that's a problem. You've got to find that healthy balance and say, you know, I got to kind of draw the line here of maybe we do it on the weekends, you know, right. you, you know or yeah. don't just show up unin- uninvited, at least give me a call and let me know you're coming by. You know, that maybe I can get with the wife or whatever, because if it affects your wife a certain way, that's not going to be con- good for your relationship and it's not worth it. Because most of the time you find in life, the people that are just showing up, they're showing up for something. Right. And a lot of times, unfortunately, they're not showing up for you. Yep. True. No, they're yep. not showing up yep. for who you are. They're showing up for what you got. And when I love... I love talking about this because we did grow up in such a very chaotic environment. And you can see as men, how that has transcended into our adult lives and how different it is. It's like, you know, I thrive on chaos at work. Right. Like I like, like I find that if I'm at, if I'm at work and it's quiet, I don't like that. I'd rather have issues and things going on to resolve because that's how I'm made. than I would be just, it gets boring. Right. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Now we are, what I wanted to make sure is that, uh, when those people are coming, like not people necessarily, but when chaos is hitting, if it's a constant chaos and it's drawing your attention away from your family and it's putting it all on those people, then apparently those people are seeking that attention and it's going to cause a rift in your family. So that balance you're talking about, you got to know when to stand firm and when to be loving. If they keep that up and you start seeing that they're they're coming over more and more and more and more and more, you got to sit down and talk with them and go, hey, bro, what's happening? You do. You got to. You got to say, what's going on, man? Because you're showing up more and more and more. He knows what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But what I mean, yeah, but what I mean is it's no secret. you got to help him. You got to help him figure that out. You got to help your buddy figure that out. You got to sit down with him and go, hey, you're, you're, you're coming over here all the time. You're leaving your wife at home. You're leaving your kids at home. What's happening? What's going on with you, man? Because you got to get this right because now it's starting to affect me, too. So you got to stand up and be firm, and yeah. stand your grounds. Well, I think with Ben, it's not always. And we're talking about in, in a specific situation with it being a, a purse, people, or things like that, because of, of what I was saying. But the chaos, it could it could be anything. It could be that you know men are being drawn out. You know, the buddies want to go tear up the town, or you know, he's always at the shooting range or golf. Golfing's a big one I hear about a lot. You know, yeah, you got to be making sure that you're putting attention on the right things. Right. Uh, in, your, in your life, like your family and everything else. While navigating that chaos. And, and, and that, it, knowing when to, you know, saying no can be okay. Right. Right. You can just, no, that's not happening today. Yep. Well, all of our lives are chaotic to some degree. Yeah. Because we all have, you know, jobs, families, friends, hobbies, whatever it may be. So 
everybody's life has got some sense of chaos involved. Mm-hmm. It goes back to where I think balance and, and having healthy boundaries. Um, but also, you know, there's a lot of men that want to hide in the chaos, man. Right. I don't have time to do that because I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't have time to do that yep. because I'm doing this. It's, it's a very easy way to say, you know, I have to do this because of this when you're just lying to yourself and you're using that as an excuse to do something else. Right. Or to avoid a confrontation or an argument or what's going on at home. Yes. Sorry, baby, I can't come home. I have to do this. This, the, you know, the crap just hit the fan over here. Oh, well, for most of the guys, it's, it's work. Yeah. They want to hide behind their jobs. They want to, oh, the job's chaotic. It's got a lot going on. I got all kinds of problems at work. So I'm going to have to stay late and I got to do this and I got to do that. And it's just a place to hide. Yeah. Men find hiding places and chaos is a great place because when you got everything going at once in 50 million different directions, it's real easy to hide somewhere. Oh, yeah. Which when things calm down and the peace starts to hit, things get exposed. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's when you start finding the real uh, value or the real um, closeness in a relationship. You start getting exposed when all those things, when you start stripping away the outside distractions and you're able to focus on what's in front of you. And I think that's what happens to a lot of relationships. When people start to strip that away, they go, well, wait a second. I don't even really know this person or I'm really not really even attracted to this person because they spent so much time focusing on the kids and the job and the family and the hobbies and the sports and the this and the that. Then they wake up one day and they're like, who the hell are you? Right. You know, I mean, uh, and men, uh, we have a tendency of, of of being able to make excuses for certain things, you know, right. and, and it's sad because we can lose ourselves in the midst of it too. You wake up one day and maybe you've thrived so much on chaos and the job and all of a sudden you don't have that job anymore. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that? Right. Especially if that's become your identity of who you are. And that's easy for guys right. to do. I was going to say, you know, a lot of guys, it's kind of laziness. And they'd rather put their efforts into their job and create their identity than to to actually pour into their to their uh, family. And that's why you see a lot of actual, you know, it's like child rearing is left to the women. And a lot of a lot of guys are pretty withdrawn with that because and their the excuse is like, well, you know, they they don't want to invest here because they're investing so much here into their job, and that's what they they Just think is there it, it is what you're supposed to do, and that's completely wrong. Right. Well, what, as Americans, what do we do? We throw money at it. Right. True. And so what they're doing is they're throwing money at their families. Yep. You know, you see people like even, even when we, when you pull it back, like for instance, in our faith as Christians, right? More people are more willing to throw their money at something than their time, their effort and their talents. Right. 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 So, you know, oh man, that's going on. Hey, here's some money. You know, uh, let's create a GoFundMe page and throw money at. That's going to fix the problem. Right. Well, then husbands, you know, fathers do the same thing. Like, well, I'll throw money at the kids. I'll throw money at the wife. I'll throw money at the house. I'll throw money at the relationship. Mm-hmm. And rather than dealing with the, the actual relationship itself. And then you got, when doing the smoke settles and everything clears, there's no, there's no substance there. It's all superficial. Right. So we got to make sure while we're navigating <laughs> this chaos that we're not losing track of ourselves and we're not losing track of our, our um, relationships. We got to make sure that as we navigate, we still stay true to who we are. Because if you're not talking to your wife, loving your wife, talking to your girlfriend, you know, your kids or any of that stuff, you're going to lose that relationship. Like you said, you're going to lose track of who they are, what they're doing, who you are and what you're doing. Well, I think the important thing is realizing there's a big difference between navigating in the chaos and navigating the chaos. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. Yeah, you could be steering the ship. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's going to be chaos in your life, but you got to be navigating the chaos, not letting the chaos navigate you. Right. And that's what happens. We allow the, the surroundings to dictate what's going to happen or how we're going to walk things out rather than us taking a hold of, like you said, Bobby, the ship and navigating that ship through the midst of that chaos. Who's in control? Well, if I'm navigating, if I'm the navigator, I'm in full control of what's going on. Yeah, the storms may be coming, the waves may be crashing, uh, you know, but I know which direction I'm going and I'm moving the ship and directing the ship through the midst of that storm. Right, exactly. Rather than, you know, going down into the bow of the boat and then curling up in a ball and just letting things happen. Next thing you come out and... You got no idea where you're at. Well, you, and your boat's ripped to shreds. I mean, everything's crumbling around around you because you're not navigating through it. You're letting yeah. it, you know. And, and I think that's what a lot of guys do is we want to go hide somewhere. And then as we're hiding, you know, everything that we have that we've built, so to speak, is crumbling down around us. Mm-hmm. And we want to use the, ex- the excuses of the circumstances or the situations that are going on around us. But the reality of it is, is we've taken a back seat or we haven't stepped up and said, let me take control of this. Let me grab a hold of this and navigate through this right. as a man and as the leader of this home or as a man, period, and a leader of my life or, mm-hmm. or, the, or the man and a leader of the workplace or whatever. We just want to sit there and make excuses and say, well, if he was rolling a little faster, if, if he would have grabbed the sail, if he would have done this, if he would have done that. I love this old saying. It said, um, God made the ocean, man made the boat. Amen. God made the waves, man made the oar. God made the wind, man made the sail. Don't sit there on an island complaining about wanting to go somewhere and doing nothing. You got to get up. You got to build the ship. You know, don't expect God to do the work for you. We all have a responsibility in our lives, especially as men. And, you know, we were talking about this at breakfast this morning, and it's so true is that men are so comfortable with taking a back seat today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strange. And meanwhile, it's the chaos is raging around us. And we see it in the world that we're in today. The epidemic in this country is, is the fa- there's a lack of the father. That's the problem. And until we wake up and realize that, we're going to continue to have the problems that we have. Until men step up, and take control and take responsibility for what's going on around them. We're going to continue to have the same old, same old problems. And, you know, we keep on putting it on, on the women and, and, and putting it, especially in the church. We were talking about this the other day, Ray, on the phone. And I said, you know, the problem with the church today is they're thinking like women and not like men. Yep. We have geared the church so much around kids and women. We're thinking that way mm-hmm. and we're losing sight of men. And, you know, that's why when we talk about the feminine feminization of, of Christ or the, 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 you know, the church being feminized and all those different things. Well, you know, you could say that, but at the end of the day, whose fault is it? It's the men's fault. It's the men's fault because the men haven't stepped up and said, you know what? This don't work for me. You change that. It's our fault. It's our, you're right. It's our fault. And we got to grab a hold of the, you know, grab a hold of the wheel of that boat. And we got to start navigating the ship through the midst of whatever chaos we're going on in our lives. Yeah, uh, my brother and I, we've, we've grown up in, in an environment when we were kids and it wasn't the best of environments. And, you know, we could sit back and use that for an excuse to be a nobody. But what we did is we took turn around and turned it into fuel to try to become somebody. 
There's a lot of guys that are sitting out there right now and they're making excuses. We don't need men to make excuses. We need men to step up, get up, and man. So I want to just close with this. Every single one of us is in the midst of some kind of chaos in our lives. Question you got to ask yourself is this. Am I going to let the chaos control me to navigate me or am I going to navigate through it? Am I going to step up and grab a hold of this wheel and take charge of my life or am I going to hide in the bow of the boat expecting somebody else to come along and steer my ship? Man, it's not going to happen. You've got to take control and take charge of your life and the lives that God has entrusted you to. Yes, you are your brother's keeper. When you became a father, it ain't about you anymore. When you became a, a husband, it ain't about you anymore. This journey that we're on, all of us are in the same boat. All of us are going through the same trials and tribulations. The difference is, is what you're going to do with it? You going to step up? Get up? No man up. Tough questions. And the hardest person to look at is you. The time is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not a week from now. It's today. Make the change today. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you do that, it'll radically change your life. Don't be a part of the chaos. Navigate through it. Is that, my friends? That's where the rubber meets the road.